Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Mornings with Ben Davis, right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. Shamedly Rugby League today, four days and counting until we hit Vegas. That is what the theme of today's show is. Look, as breaking news comes to hand, I'll bring it to you. We've heard that Devin Conway is out of the Kiwis team to play in the first test tomorrow against Australia from Wellington, the Basin Reserve. Uh, Harry Nichols is taking uh, his spot. Uh, Henry, sorry, taking his spot uh, opening there after busting his thumb. Uh, the moment we hear from Pat Cummins, the Australian captain, we'll bring that to you as well. But as I said, unashamedly, rugby league counting down to Vegas. Text coming in from all over the state. I will head back stateside very shortly to LA to catch up with, well, a local rugby league club there. How much is the Vegas experience helping them? How much is it? Uh, creating a or creating interest we'll, we'll just get to taste it from their side of things on the other side of the pacific very very shortly before we do that though uh let's go around the grounds on the text messages uh ryan from toowoomba very good morning to you why don't they consider taking the world club challenge to vegas in the future neutral ground for both sides and it consists and assist with that potential bias to add further if it develops and vegas takes off why not make it a round one magic round over there? Oh, 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 Ryan, thinking. All the other teams can play each other and the NRL World Club Challenge team gets two points for a bye. It's not a bad shout. Ryan, thinking. Your clubhouse leader at the moment, 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Uh, because that's one of the questions I've been asking this morning. How do you decide... Which teams go to Vegas next time? Is it just the top four? Do they get automatic entry through? We've had thoughts on maybe it's those who make the prelim finals. So the four teams left standing at the end of the year. As it currently stands, Peter Volandi has, has said that every single team in the competition will get the opportunity to play in Vegas. Is that a good idea? Really? West Tigers, Dragons, Raiders, Bulldogs. Yeah, not so much, I would have thought. No? 
1-13-13-55-0467-736-736. Actually, my next guest can help us with our top five today. Uh, how and what would you say to the Americans about rugby league? The first thing you would say, how, how do you explain it to them? Or do you not even explain it to them? Do you say, look out for this guy? Look out for this superstar? Or do you talk about the teams, the Dolphins, the the Cowboys, the Panthers, yeah, teams that they can assimilate with because they are similar with their NFL teams, those names. How do you get them on board? The top five. We'll get uh, the countdown before midday today. Uh, but let's head back across the Pacific to the other side of the world where the invasion is well and truly on for the NRL. My next guest is the president of the Pacific Coast Rugby League, and they are based in LA. Speaking of Adrian, Addy Cooney. Adrian, uh, a very good morning or afternoon to where you are. Uh, you must be like a kid before Christmas with Rugby League coming to America big time. Absolutely. Bouncing off the walls, really. It's, um, you know, being a, a true Yorkshireman, Stuck out here in the States. Uh, when I first got here, there was no rugby league whatsoever to speak of, especially out here on the West. Um, and it wasn't until 2019 that uh, two teams came together to play, San Francisco Savage and LA Mongrel. Uh, and it's kind of snowballed from there. So uh, a lot of people are excited and uh, getting ready. You know, I'm going to be packing my truck up shortly, leaving at 4 a.m. tomorrow to get up to Vegas. Outstanding, the Pacific Coast Rugby League. So, so explain to us uh, the the type of competition it is, who's playing, how many numbers. Yep. So, um, sorry, there's a bit of an echo. The um, we have four teams in California right now. So it's the Santa Rosa Dead Pelicans, ourselves, LA Mongrel, San Diego Barracudas, uh, and the LA Bandidos. They were the four original teams in California. Uh, we just had uh, another team launch here uh, on the west side of LA, the Jackrabbits. Um, you know, and shamelessly, shamelessly stolen the South's colours. Um, so you know they're, they're going to be uh, kicking things off shortly after the uh, the Vegas event, um, their first combine. Um, we've got a couple of old foes coming back in from East Palo Alto and Sacramento and the. Uh, uh, the Razorbacks and the Immortals, and then we have the group up in Utah that uh, that jumped in with our comp last year. So there are four teams up in uh, in Utah, uh, and we had a, a playoff last year, um, and the winners of that went over to the national championships and and beat Jacksonville in the final. You know, so we brought the trophy out west. So bragging rights in our first year out here for Pacific Coast Rugby League. We've got a big target on us back, but um, excited for what this week's going to bring because. Not only have we got the big NRL games this weekend, we've got uh, nines events, coaching events, refereeing events, and uh, and a combine as well, which I've got definite eyes on. Outstanding stuff. I'm loving some of these names too. The, the, the mongrels, uh, the barracuda, the, the, the jackrabbits. There we go. The rabbitos right there. Outstanding stuff. Um, those who are playing, are they mainly expats, Australians, Kiwis, Englishmen? Or do you have a lot of local take-up? So it started off like that very much so um, in, the, in the first year that we got together. But when I look at my LA Mongrel team now, I had 95% US-based players, US-born players. Um, we just launched our women's team. They are all American girls. Um, so definitely, definitely seen some growth um, domestically. Um, and the fact that we've got the nines event this week has meant that those people who wanted to play but there wasn't enough people, you know, to put a team together. I've been able to go and guest with other teams. 
well now we've got nearly 600 participants this week in the uh, in the nines event which is fantastic you know and hopefully then they go back and form new teams elsewhere yeah 600 that, that that's that, that that's amazing numbers and look why i wanted to talk to you too Addy, is is not only about riding the, the wave of what the nrl's creating this weekend but if there is to get a, a stronghold or some sort of footing as a competition in the United States, you guys are there already starting. We're, we're hearing rumblings of, of, of major, major league, rugby league, whatever you want to call it, a, a super competition. Again, you guys are already there planting the seeds, cultivating that ground. What's the biggest, uh, what's the word, hurdle uh, or selling point that you have to overcome for – for Americans to, to grab hold of the concept of, of rugby league? So I don't think there's major issues with the concept of the game. And uh, the, the video that Russell Crowe released about two weeks ago explained the game fantastically and its similarities to American football with the downs and various other things. Um, I, the biggest issue we've got is, is probably competition with rugby union and finding a window where we can play rugby league and it not clash with them. Yeah, um, that's been our biggest challenge uh, outside of you know finances and, and obviously the scale and size of the country and getting teams to and from you know um, to to get a, a squad of 17, 18 players, send them over to Florida to play is is not a cheap you know it's not a cheap thing. So we definitely need some investment. We need some sponsorship, and if we can piggyback on the back of some of these NRL teams and become feeder teams to those or if they've got players that are coming through the ranks, junior rep that want to come out and play if they're not getting regular football in Australia, then that's where I see that the major opportunities for us and, and, you know, growing the game here. What about the sheer identity of the fact that everyone just calls it rugby as opposed to rugby? Yeah, like, yeah. Def- definitely is that, you know, I was on a job interview earlier today and it was on my resume that I'm the, the, the coach for the USA women's national team. And uh, he's like, oh, rugby, you know, I love that. I played it back in college. I'm like, not this version. You have. <laughs> no, mate. No. Um, but so when you explain it to them and then when you show them clips, you know, like, the, you know, how high impact it is, the speed that it's played at, they're like, ah, oh, that looks fantastic, you know. And I, everybody refers back to the no helmets, no pads thing. But, you know, it's, it's more of a case of Americans like high impact MMA type stuff, you know, and contact sports and i think that's where it sits well are the nrl in your opinion doing enough to have that promotion on the ground are people what like once they know what you do do are they getting excited about the broncos and roosters the the rabbitos and manly is that the next part of that conversation yeah so i've been very fortunate to uh, to have been working with the nrl in the lead up to this event um they kind of split into two they obviously have the main game two games for the Saturday evening and all the hype around that. But what they wanted to do is to make sure that there was a domestic effort as well. So we've, I've been working in part of the NRL organizing committee to put the nines on and a combine and these referee and coaching courses, because Brilliant. this is, this is like year one out of a five year plan. And um, it was really important to get as many people there, many, as many people playing and exposed to the game. And then obviously if the NRL can get the footage and the support from Fox Sports, and it, then they can get a weekly game on, you know, in the bars out here, then more people will go, what's this? You know, it's fantastic. So definitely um, been engaged with the NRL. I know it's been it's been a tough slog to, to get it all put together, but 
uh, well, I'll say early start tomorrow morning to go and help set the fields up for the nines event. And, uh, you know, everything's going to be live streamed on the NRL YouTube page, as well as the rugby league in America podcast page. So people will be able to see the standard of rugby league that we've got um, out here. And I, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. Speaking to Adrian Cooney, he is the president of the Pacific Coast Rugby League. They're based in LA. You've just heard about uh, the impact that he's going to have uh, on the ground uh, in Vegas when it comes to uh, the NRL uh, being out there and uh, what they're doing as far as getting their footings uh, and feet uh, on the ground. Um, and with the in regards to what you'd like to see next, and that's the next part of the conversation. I know we've got to get Saturday night in your time out of the road, but that five-year investment, what would you like to see next, as maybe as far as teams coming out or, or what the NRL needs to do to actually cement this? Yeah, I, I actually, I think it's more of an individual club-level um, request, really, from me. You know, create partnerships with these NRL teams, um, share resources, coaching, education. Those types of things will mean more to these clubs than, than coming out and getting to watch them once a year. Um, and, and, and it's really important that after we finish on Saturday, we don't go back and everybody goes back to their own thing for 11 months. And then there's another month of hype leading up to it next year. Yeah. So there's got to be some continued effort on, you know, engaging with the teams and USARL as the national governing body here to make sure that we build on this event. Uh, and next year, it, it's just even bigger with even more things on offer. Did your season... Does it does it run now? So coming into the American Spring and, and and summer, so does it run concurrently with the NRL? No, it runs a little late. So we start uh, around the beginning of June and run through the end of August. Okay, um, and then historically the the USARL Grand Finals played, I believe, the last week in August. So a little later in the year. Obviously, we got to contend with the heat, but you know that's one of those things we got to deal with. Deal with, but at least you've got the best of the best on, on TV around that time too. I mean, State of Origin, if that comes into um, into the, the the US market as part of that NRL package and, and you've got finals time, so hopefully it can build that um, buzz. Mate, one more for, before I let you go, and you touched on it. So you're, you're coaching the US Women's Rugby League team. Is there yeah. is there a, a an NFL women's team? Is there an equivalent there? Because I'm just thinking that may be an untapped market that the NRL could come in on. There is a women's football program, but it's it's at least to my knowledge, it's not as you know as well known or exposed out here. Yep. Um, but what they have done is they've invited twenty five people out, men, twenty five men, twenty five women to go to a combine on Saturday morning before the games, um, and these are crossover crossover athletes. So you've got some rugby players in there, but you've got there's a couple of girls I think coming out from. American football, you've got sprinters, uh, and basically they want to see as much talent as they can get. And obviously for me, from a scouting standpoint, getting eyes on new people is always very important. So I'm going to be assisting with Brad Donald, uh, I think Simon Buxton on on that event on Saturday as well. So, you know, the, the, the two best players, both men and women from that, are going to be invited to Australia to spend a month with uh, NRL teams and, and get some exposure. So again... Massive investment from the NRL in terms of people and commitment. Uh, and like I say, it's not just a show up, play the game, take the gambling money, which a lot of people seem to think about.
Mate, this is an outstanding insight. Uh, we wish you all the best. Well, let's touch base in a couple of weeks after after Vegas to see what the pickup is, to see if there's people already inquiring and, and wanting to, to play the game that they've they've seen uh, now in, in the flesh and on their TV screens. Adrian, thank you. Appreciate your time all the way from LA and the Pacific Coast uh, Rugby League competition. Adrian Cooney, outstanding stuff. See, that's, that, that's, that's a market right there where the women's game, uh, we know how big it is here and how that keeps exploding. There's something that the NRL uh, can tap into. And, and you know what? It's he, He's right, isn't it? Because you can't just go there for a weekend and then leave. Right there, what Adrian was talking about was that's going to be the heartbeat, the pulse now that just keeps everything going and ticking over in that NRL space. So they play and will be playing a vital role. So when we hear about this team or Super League, I should say, perhaps going into the United States, starting up their own competition, money and investment being put there, well, right here we've got the those who are already sowing the seeds, the pioneers, if you like. Uh, 13 13 736 Stack of text coming through, which is outstanding. Uh, we'll hear from Wally Lewis as well coming up before midday today. This is Mornings with Ben Davis, right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. I'm letting Slam and Sam get away with this because it is the last time that he'll ever, ever be playing it. Uh, sadly, he is leaving us for, well, greener pastures for him anyway. In his career, it's been an absolute ride, uh, but we still have, well, 35 minutes to go before he does hang them up and the headphones and stops putting pushing buttons here. But I'd say, what, he's pushing plenty of bloody buttons with that GWS. 13 13 736 736. Uh, text, outstanding stuff. I'm just seeing this coming through from New Zealand. Uh, Pat Cummins, no surprises with the Aussie playing 11 to take on the Kiwis in the first test tomorrow. Of course, every ball here live straight after Pat and Heels tomorrow morning at breakfast. So what's this now? The sixth straight test that we're going to take in the exact same attack. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cummins, Stark. Uh, Hazelwood, Nathan Lyon. There we go. Uh, it's a formidable attack, isn't it? Is it still the world's best? Well, they'll be in Kiwi conditions. Steve Smith, Usman Kwaja, as we know, opening the batting. Marnus in at three. Uh, Cameron Green, Travis Head, Mitch Marsh, Alex Carey. So no room for Michael Nisa, sadly. Um, uh, but we know Steve Smith gets another chance at opening the batting and a chance he needs to dig in too because it's only this ball, uh, this ball, this red ball test uh, and the second one before India come in this year. Uh, we will keep our Vegas theme going very, very shortly. But tonight also, this is big on our home soil. Uh, the Matildas are here playing the second leg of their Olympic qualifier against Uzbekistan. They got the job done in Tashkent over the weekend. Outstanding stuff. 3-0 win to the girls. Uh, when it comes to aggregate and things like that, those away goals pretty much count double. So it's really, they have to win, what, by six uh, or seven? They have to win by, don't they? Um, the uh, Uzbekis to, uh, to take things, uh, to take an Olympic berth off Australia. Still, the big stuff around this is the Matildas going on with it. 
we had so much hype around them in the World Cup and they did so tremendously well, but they did finish fourth. And it's where the Olympics, they've also struggled after the hype and after taking down some of the big names. And when you have a look at the squad, they do know and they're quite aware that they aren't getting any younger. This is Steph Catley yesterday. And that's something that sits pretty heavy within this group. And um, we obviously are all getting a little bit older now and the opportunities for major tournaments is getting thinner. We're definitely very motivated to get something physical out of the last however many years that we've built this team up to the point that we are now. Yeah, so there you go, the motivation. And it starts tonight. I mean, they, they could just very well park the bus and just do what is needed to get into the Olympics. Or, or do they start that mission now? Foot on the throat stuff. Let's start tearing oppositions apart. Get into that mindset. They're going to need it when it comes to Paris. Yeah. Uh, Tony Gustafsson, the coach, we know we know he's never satisfied, but that, that's a good thing, right? It doesn't matter how well you're going, he's always looking for room to improve. Uh, both of them are definitely options to start, uh, especially considering Heyman's performance when she came off the bench. Um, Caitlin, we knew we had to adjust her load a little bit coming in. Uh, we'll see in training today how she looks in terms of how many minutes and then whether we use those minutes from start or in the second half is always a plan of, of 90 minutes. Uh, you might see a couple. So that was Tony talking about some changes that he's going to make, but the room to improve is the big one that caught my attention. We learned a lot because we played a lot against this and, and you always learn something. And, and the one thing that this team have really learned is to know that it takes patience, meaning mental patience, not slow on the ball, but it takes patience to break down. You see it on the men's side, you see it on the women's side, you see it in Champions League, you see it in, in um, big tournaments. It's very difficult when there's no space behind the back line. And Uzbekistan did a fantastic job in the first half. I have to credit them. The way they work for each other, or hard work, the defensive look at the Chinese Taipei game, similar. Um, and I think it was a mature performance in the sense that we didn't panic uh, and we kept breaking them down until the spaces opens up. But the other thing that we did learn watching videos, and we're going to have a video session this afternoon before training, is we actually got into the final third a lot and we got into spaces to play final passes, but the quality and the timing in terms of the final pass execution and finishing wasn't good enough in this game. Was that because we haven't been together for three months? Was it the surface? Was question mark, but that's definitely something we want to improve on and going to work on out on the field today and this afternoon to see the timing and the execution of that final pass and the finishing. Yeah, there we go. Never satisfied. That's what you want from a coach, right? Matilda's coach, Sonny Gustafsson there. Ahead of tonight's second leg of their Olympic qualifier against Uzbekistan uh, at Melbourne's Marvel Stadium. Uh, speaking of marvels, we are going to hit the newsroom to get a news hit and then speak and then hear from hear from the best ever to lace up a rugby league boot, Wally Lewis. But what he is talking about, where his life is now after the game, has had a serious impact. Uh, he spoke at Parliament House yesterday alongside our very own Paddy Welsh. We'll hear from the King straight after the news.
Uh, thanks for your company this Wednesday morning. This time yesterday, caught up with Paddy Welsh. Uh, he was MIA from his breakfast program yesterday with Heels. He was on an important mission down to Parliament House in Canberra where he was joined by the King Wally Lewis. It was to do with Dementia Australia where they're down there trying to well, open up the purse strings from uh, Canberra to help fund dementia studies, but also mainly around CTE and how that is affecting the sports stars of today, but also of tomorrow, trying to get the juniors uh, more aware of this and the codes more aware of this. Uh, Wally came on this morning to speak with Pat and Heels and to you about him and where he is at the moment and struggling really struggling but but also to tell the story about what happened yesterday in the well the corridors of power in Canberra I think it was a uh, a day where um, you know honesty uh, turned out to be the uh, the number one priority just to uh, to try and understand exactly uh, the tasks a lot of us are, uh, are, are facing and uh, that trip down memory lane uh, also uh, brought up some uh, um, some memories, I guess, of uh, the less enjoyable times um, of our uh, sporting careers where uh, the embarrassment um, of getting knocked out um, and uh, the consequences, um, you know, uh, took a set of stage. Yeah, and, and well, well done on what you did yesterday um, and the topic being you only get one brain, prevent CTE. It was a CTE uh, emphasis yesterday, was it? And just how much research is now needed into this? Yeah, well, there's going to be uh, plenty of it take place, uh, I think, Heels. Um, the uh, denials that have been in place, and I've got to say I'm, I'm as, as guilty as anybody uh, when it came to that, but um, the research certainly will uh, um, will take um, top place, top billing. Um, there'll be a, a lot going on, um, and I think the, uh, the opportunity to... Uh, um, to have that and uh, to be able to provide um, information and fact uh, to the guys that are uh, that are that are playing the game uh, certainly will uh, will cause uh, cause them to enjoy the game a little bit more and um, if they do uh, run into a little bit of trouble and have uh, severe concussions they'll uh, certainly know who to turn to and uh, it's not it's not uh, an embarrassment to uh, to make an admission. Yeah. Hey, well, I just want to play this to you. Yesterday, as I mentioned on the show, Corey Parker took over in, in my chair uh, while I was down there with you. Uh, this is what Corey Parker had to say on, on Breakfast with Patton Hills yesterday. I have no doubt whatsoever over my tenure you know, as a rugby league player that I have symptoms. I have symptoms of, of CTE. Mm. Uh, but it's something that you can't really get a, a grasp on until obviously a post-mortem so yeah, as a father of four and, and my boys play contact sports the game has some accountability to take yeah. it's pretty scary while isn't it really when you when you look at it that way this is a guy that has played you know nearly 350 nrl games for the bronx played you know 19 state of origins for his state he was an, an elite footballer and he's still a young man yeah, yeah, it certainly is, and I, I think it's for a lot of the, the general public that will be uh, absolutely amazing uh, to hear comments like that. 
um, quite uh, quite extraordinary. Um, and the discussion that the players have, I think, is uh, is far more open than the ones that they have um, um, with anybody uh, in the media or. Uh, uh, or general public, because it's uh, it's something that uh, that we all talk about, and I, I know that I've sort of uh, brought up this point, but um, I, I I can sort of remember it when when I was uh, a younger man, and um, it was all about uh, trying to prove that you were ten foot tall and bulletproof, mm. um, and and not coming up with the admission that uh, yeah you were knocked out. Um, it was seen as um, you were a little bit soft if that was the case. Uh, just get up, um, get on with the game, and uh, and try and continue uh, your career as uh, as much as possible. But um, you know some of the uh, uh, some of the admissions and uh, the one from Robbie O'Davis uh, that you mm-hmm. and uh, I Pat were, were sort of listening to uh, yesterday. He's a guy. Um, and I'm not being disrespectful by saying this. I don't think I've ever seen a guy in tears um, as often in uh, in my lifetime. Um, he uh, he'd be crying 30 or 40 times a day, um, and um, he uh, he's trying to. He's, he's trying to take it upon himself to uh, um, to promote um, the assistance that's needed um, and the dangers that CTE uh, can cause in in somebody's life. But um, you know, when I was sitting there uh, or standing there talking to him uh, yesterday, and he made the admission that um, I don't enjoy life anymore. Um, that's the ultimate. Where you're, you're thinking, boy, oh boy, um, you're not considering something silly, mate. Are you? You've got plenty of friends. Just turn on them, ask for support all the way. Um, and if I think, and I think that uh, if they do, uh, you know, um, rely upon their friends and the medical staff uh, that are so important, um, that will become a little bit more comfortable for uh, for Robbie. He was one of those. Um, um, uh, one of those guys that um, you know was uh, was regarded as just a wonderful uh, footballer, mm. Mm. but but he would have been ragged old a fair to- yeah. a few times and copped some concussions, mate. Wally, how how did how has yours been connected? We know CTE is dead set concussions and collisions. What, what about your epilepsy? Does it fit in here somewhere? <laughs> uh, I can remember going through it heels when I first. Um, uh, was diagnosed with epilepsy um, and uh, started to talk about it. Um, the doctor um, made an admission. He said um, it's likely that um, uh, the epilepsy was brought on by multiple concussions. Yeah. And I reacted angrily and I said, hang on, doc, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't guarantee um, that the epilepsy was brought on uh, by the concussions. And he said, no, um, no, no, that's right. And he said, um, but you can't guarantee that it wasn't. Mm. And I went into a little bit of a uh, a holding pattern for a while, and I said, oh, I understand that. And he said, uh, look, it's extremely likely. Um, and there started the the investigation as to, you know, we we, we don't know um, a lot about it yet. It's uh, it's it's sort of still coming out, and um, a, a lot of the guys that uh, are dealing with it, particularly in the uh, in the footy world, um, it's quite remarkable how many of them uh, that haven't been in contact, constant contact uh, with each other um, over the recent years are now doing so with almost monotonous regularity and, and talking to each other, asking them, is this the way it is for you? Is this the problems that you have? Is there any others? Um, so the support network that uh, that is starting is, uh, is admirable. Um, it's just a little bit of a shame that this didn't start uh, quite some time ago. Given the... Pu-
Yeah, you can't hear that enough, I don't think. Uh, that was Wally Lewis this morning on with uh, Pat and Heels after he and Patty were part of Dementia Australia's uh, push down into Parliament House to raise awareness, but yes, to get some funding into research for this. Um, their, their main thing, yes, dementia can affect uh, so many and does affect so many families in this country. And it doesn't necessarily come from concussions, but they were talking about that from a sporting sense. Uh, more and more, we're seeing that. Um, Pat was even talking about a uh, a lawyer who was uh, used to do a lot of cycling and, and had a crash on his bike. And the concussion from that has brought on uh, CTE. But then they also discovered that he had concussions as a kid from playing footy, and, and that just exacerbated it as well. So it was about passing on knowledge of what they know now from what they didn't and what we can do in the future, how to stop it. So, yeah, there was a lot around that. You can't hear enough of it. That's why I wanted to play some of it for you because hearing a great mate, Wally Lewis, talk about his life now and where it sits and because of those concussions, um, hopefully that passes a message on for future generations. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736 to be part of the biggest sporting conversation in this state. I'm going to take a quick break and then uh, we come back. We'll hear from the Australian captain, Pat Cummins, who's uh, just sat down and spoke to SEN's own Barat Sender Race. And we'll do that straight up. This. this is Mornings with Ben Davis, right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 1313 55. Ah, uh, yes, that is our cue to take you across the ditch. We'll be doing that in just a second, doing it today. All thanks to Macca's proud sponsors of the Little Legends supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. Hey, do you reckon you know more about footy than your mates? Well, now is your chance to put your talent to good use by playing SEN's NRL Tipping. You can do that in 2024 for your chance to share in over 12 grand's worth of prizes and cash, including the ultimate NRL Grand Final experience powered by Ream. NRL Tipping. You can even start your own private league. Play against your mates. How good. Sign up at nrltipping.sen.com .com.au. Get tipping today. All thanks to Ream. Outstanding stuff. It starts this weekend in Vegas. Before that, though, the cricket starts. That's right. Every ball of the first test between New Zealand and Australia, live across the SEN network and the SEN app. Jared Waitley, Adam Collins, Ian Smith, Daniel McCarty. They lead the team. The first ball is 9 a.m. tomorrow, straight after Patton Heels. You can hear that. Now, Australia. They have decided their team. They've just had their final media conference. And the captain, Pat Cummins, caught up with their own Barat Sender Racing in Wellington. Pat Cummins, uh, thank you as always just for speaking this SEN and SENZ test cricket. Um, just about playing test cricket in New Zealand, a new experience for you? Yeah, that's right. Never played here um, in tests. Uh, I've never been to Wellington actually before this trip, but um, hopefully not too dissimilar to Australia. Uh, oh, first trip to Wellington, Nathan Lyon said he lost all his hairboarding into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so just in different conditions, aren't they, over here? Yeah, the boys have warned me a little bit. Um, they reckon I'm just hanging on to my hair. So uh, it does get windy here, um, which, you know, we've all played games in our life where you're bowling to the wind or a cross breeze or something, and it, it can be annoying at times, but you just got to deal with it. So, 
um, yeah, we've had a couple of interesting training sessions here with hats and glasses blown across the field. Just about New Zealand, Pat, uh, you have a good record against them. Uh, it's an interesting kind of rivalry, isn't it? Like Trans-Tasman and all that, but very different to some of your other probably more high-profile rivalries. Yeah, it's, you know, it feels like we're really similar. <laughs> probably, you know, the two countries are more similar than we are with any other country in the world. Uh, we know a lot of the their players really well. Um, you know, some some good mates in there. So uh, yeah, it's a it's, it's a somewhat friendly um, rivalry at times. But yeah, we always want one up on each other. It was very friendly the other day at the PM's reception. Uh, not just the things he said to you, but just overall, uh, what was that experience like? Oh, it was great. Yeah, we've we've felt incredibly welcome this trip. Um, yeah, you know, even the crowds have been quite nice. Um, so yeah, we've we've loved our tour so far, and um, yeah, it's pretty awesome to have the or the PM invite us over and um, say some nice things about us. Uh, it's been nearly a month now since the the Gabba test. Uh, Pat, you've said you're going in with the same eleven. Like, um, what's that last month been? Yes, there have been some T20s and white ball cricket in between, but um, how is everyone? Like, what have they been working for? And just just coming back from that Gabba test. Yeah, everyone's everyone's great. Um, you know, I think. I say, you know, me in particular, it's been a really big year. So I was lucky enough to have, be rested from a couple of games. So I took the rest and, um, yeah, went down to the beach and hung out and then uh, obviously come back here fully focused. And um, most of the guys will be able to have a bit of a rest at some point. Um, so, yeah, it feels like everyone's coming here with no injury worries. Everyone's relatively fresh and ready to give it a full crack. I mean, you're not used to losing test matches in Australia, right? So just um, on that, like... Did it take a bit of like uh, overcoming in that sense uh, before, as you prepared for this series? Uh, look, I think if you if you play really well and you lose, um, that can be hard to stomach. I don't think we played great at the Gabba. Um, wasn't up to our standards, so sometimes that's a bit easier to move on from. Um, you look back, you you look at you know a few things you could have done better, but overall we were outplayed. So. Um, we know that's not us at our best, so we've got to try and find a way to get back to our best. Uh, and in contrast to 2023, you play these two tests, and I mean, you have the IPL as a T20 worker, but test-wise, it's a pretty lean here. So, um, how are you looking at these two test matches? Like, you know, putting that into context. I mean, for the World Test Championship, it's it's huge. Um, you only get um, you know six series. This is one of them. So, uh, I think we're third on the ladder. So, you know, if we have a good series here. It's, it's obviously huge. Um, I think from a from a management point of view, it's um, yeah, you put everything into these two test matches, knowing that there's a fair break after this. So um, yeah, certainly won't be resting players, won't be holding any players back. It's uh, it's full steam ahead. Uh, and just on uh, the, this New Zealand team um, as opponents, I mean, there are guys you know really well, like you said, but there are a few new names that you haven't encountered a lot of before. Yeah, that's right. And a couple of the guys we've only played in white ball cricket, so. Um, yeah, do a little bit of research and um, yeah, have, have a bit of a look at how they go about it. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's actually nice as well going to a test match where you've got to try and problem solve on the fly. Awesome, Pat Cummins. Take care of your hair and good luck in Wellington. Thank you. I might be after some of yours. Thanks. <laughs> this is Mornings with Ben Davis right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime 0467 736 736 or call 13 13 55. Oh, one of his teammates has come running over and thrown the big high five and he's missed and got him right in the eye. 
and Phil Sickdale clutching his face. Well, this is just pathetic play by Pakistan. Very, very stupid indeed. <laughs> All right, our top five for today. Our high five, if you like. How to explain rugby league to the Americans, i.e. how do you get them involved? You got one shot at it, bang, go. Number five, you said, well, similar teams. Dolphins, Cowboys, Panthers, Raiders. That's how you get the Americans involved. Number four, you lean into the star power. Off fields, you have the likes of Russell Crowe, uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, Elle McPherson as a Sharks fan. There we go. Jimmy Barnes and Anthony Field as the Tigers. So that's how to get the Americans involved. Number three. You lean into the star power on the field. Tell them about Reese Walsh, Latrell Mitchell, Turbo. All of the above. Watch these stars shine. Watch what they do. Which ties into this. How do they do it? No pads, no helmets, no worries. Number one. And number one is to get the identity right. Make it NRL, not rugby league, because they don't get it. It's not rugby. It's rugby league. So call it NRL. There we go. Look, thank you for being part of a massive week. Corey Parker, Monday morning, 9am, the Monday means test. We'll be back there. Lock it in. It's appointment radio. It's a very big farewell as well. We're not going to get emotional about this, but Slam and Sam, thank you for well, adding the texture, adding the special seasoning and ingredients, the one percenters to this show. You will be missed, mate. Good luck with your next venture. Uh, Until Monday morning, 9am, good luck, good hunting.